This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because both have plays. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Leviosa. Now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Welcome to the very first roundtable of Geek Hearing. We wanted to do this for a very long time and we never kind of pulled through with it because that's how we do. But because we have love month this month we thought what a great idea if we have a pool of wonderful people who are all amazing and rainbow and have so many stories to tell this is the perfect month to do it so welcome everyone to the very first round table about love in every form <sighs> yay i'm so excited to have this panel today um this round table discussion we've got some absolute babes on today who um, between volunteering and being asked to join us, I'm just blown away by everybody who's here, who's sharing stories with us and getting excited about love. Because isn't it great? <laughs> isn't love great? Especially because it's super LGBTQ history, history, LGBTQ history month. Yes. Yes. And in the UK. In the UK. Um, because it's totally opposite in the US. They switch around between Black History Month and LGBT. It's very weird and it's always in the same month, which is fascinating. But um, because it's LGBTQ History Month and it's like the month where this weird holiday of love is in, like the capitalist Valentine Valentine's Day situation, other people may have other opinions in this panel. That's just my, <laughs> my personal and my own. <laughs> um, we thought this would be a good month to do it and show people all the amazing things about love. So... Let's get going with the great people that we have on today. So I would like to say hi and thank you very much for Gemma to be, um, who is not only our mod, but generally a wonderful human being. Hi, Gemma. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Bonnie. Thanks for asking again. <laughs> well, this is where I cut it now. So, you know, it's now official. Um, I'm like, are we doing this again? How no. are you, Bonnie? <laughs> no, we're not doing this again. Um. So maybe we just may as go, I'm gonna say hi to everyone and then everybody can pr uh, introduce themselves. So hi Jay. Hello. Hi Frasley. Uh, hello. Hello. Hi Ariana. Hey. Hey and hi Rick. Hello. 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 And if you could all just maybe quickly introduce yourselves and what is so special about you or what is just super normal about you or what are you here to talk about today with us amanda <laughs> I, I was like are we just free free like just jumping in here anyways hi um i'm amanda my pronouns are she her and i am by pan i think everyone's hot i really liked lizzie's answer to that the other day and i'm like yep everyone's hot love it cool with that <laughs> perfect <clears throat> Gemma. Hi, I'm Gemma. My pronouns are she and her. I am queer. And if I had to like bury down a little bit more to a label, I would say that um, I identify as polysexual. I'm polyamorous um, and I identify as a dominant as well. 
Ooh. Jay, what about you? Hi, um, I am Jay. Pronouns are he, they. I am gender fluid. Um, I'm also uh, pansexual. Um, and I'm also polyamorous. And I think that's it under this category. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you started to count on the fingers because there's so yeah. much awesomeness to say about you. It's great. <laughs> um, hey, Frasley. What do you want Hello. to tell us about yourself? So I'm Frasley. My pronouns are she, her. I'm a trans woman. I'm asexual, aromantic, but I'm also poly with two queer platonic par partners. Interesting. Thank you so much. Hi, Ariana. What do you have to hey. share with everyone? I mean, yeah, I'm I'm Ariana. My pronouns are she, her. I'm queer and uh, polyamorous, currently in a lovely throuple with two amazing people. Uh, yeah, that's me. Thank you so much. And Rick, what about Hello. you? Hello. Hello. So yeah, my um, uh, my pronouns are he, they. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I kind of like the word queer because I'm not a huge fan of labels, uh, which I spoke about a lot before and might even come up today. Um, but like if I was to put it into labels, I'd agenda and gay um, and drilling down into the agenda even more because I know there's like a bit of a bit of context under there. Um, I am not a gender in terms of I don't have a gender. I'm a gender in terms of my gender doesn't really matter to me. So even though I say my pronouns are he, they, if you were to use she, they, anything, I really, I really don't care. It's whatever for me. Thank you so much. Thank you, That's everybody, right. for sharing. And thank you, everyone, everybody, for being on once again. I mean, I've said that like 15 times already, but, you know. <laughs> That's how excited she is. That's how excited I am. And it's also kind of how I release my pressure or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so we're here today because we want to talk about love in every form. And I'm just, just going to I'm just gonna throw one question out there. And whoever has something to say can just go, go ahead and shoot ahead. And then we can ball this between our, ourselves never mind what an analogy so <laughs> um what does love mean to you and whoever wants to speak please feel free to speak i think i mean in my opinion there's so much to love um if you if you just want to say like what is one definition that could apply to everything it's just it like an extreme deep set emotion and connection with somebody else. Um, something that uh, you want to work to build on it. And you um, would, it's like a, a feeling of like happiness and, and connection and almost uh, protection of your bond. Um, and then it, it's, you know, multifaceted, like the feeling I love for someone um romantically is completely different but also very very similar similar than like how i feel of love for my friends and my family mm. i like that i've also there's um i remember like ages back i read this quote which is that like love isn't um like love isn't a noun it's an active verb like to struggle it's something that you choose to do it's something that you actively do and i've always really held on to that I think that it's more than a feeling. It is also in your actions and your choices. If or you choose to love them, 
uh, and that is very individual. Uh, and as long as you're not hurting anybody, I'm very like, you do you. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I would go so far as to say that for me, love is absolutely everything. It's the driving force of the universe. Love is the love is the power that will mend souls and cause babies to laugh. It's the power of revolutions. It's the power of changing laws. It's the power of finding community, celebrating it, uplifting it. I mean, there's a reason why I have it tattooed on my wrist. Love is absolutely everything and it has been everything in my life. I absolutely agree with those vibes that Gemma is sharing. Um, my name, Amanda, means fit to be loved in Latin. And my last name means warrior. And I have often and for the last year really identified myself as a love warrior because I feel so strongly about love um, amongst like romantic partners and friendships and fandoms and the universe and familial. Like I, there's just so much to love in this world. And I, I, I really do believe that it's the, the, the change that we need in this world, this universe, and it's, it's what brings us together and holds us together and it's just it's so important and like yeah. oh god no go on frosty uh, to, to me love's always been much more than what, what we have traditionally been calling it like love romantically like I've, I've loved how the greeks had so many forms to love the, the love of, of of a sibling the the love of doing something for somebody the love for doing something for somebody because of a, a passion and a, and a conviction. The Christians would call that agape, but agape is the, like the, that universal that I, I know I need to do this for you because something's calling in me to do this for you. I'm giving you something selfishly that may actually, I won't get anything back from it, but I'm doing it for you. And that's, that's why I've always seen love as something that I, I hate that we can't tell somebody I love you without having them wonder, Oh, are you coming on to me? Are you flirting with me? Cause I mean, I, I, I don't flirt. And if I, I do. It's not intentional because I, I tell everybody that that I, that, I, that I love them because it is truly who I am. I I love everybody unless you're an asshole. If you're an asshole, <laughs> I won't love you and I won't give you any of that love. That love is reserved yeah. for those that I that I cherish. Mm. Yeah, I was going to kind of just kind of echo what everyone has said. I completely agree with kind of the sentiments here so far, and I think it's really. Um, as kind of Fragley just said, you know, we, we've had a history of what the word love means and how there are many different forms of it and how there are many different shapes and sizes of what love can be and how we can express that love. And over time, um, due to whatever history, politicians, etymology, just the passing of time, that has fizzled down into romantic and not really much else. Um, and even, you know, when we see love in media, we see love portrayed as, you know, friendships that usually end up turning into something romantic. We see love that is not necessarily, you know, platonic. We see love that is just a mess <laughs> um, and not really understanding or trying to define what love is. They just assume that it's this thing that can be marketed or can be sold when in reality, kind of, you know, as everyone else has said here, it's that it's that driving force behind everything is that we try and do in our lives. It's what makes us want to get out of the bed in the morning, our love for our jobs, our love for ourselves, our love for just wanting to go for a walk, our love for our family, our love for our friends, like that, that is at the end of the day, to me, what love really means. Um, and it's, yeah, it's hard, because I don't think that the world necessarily sees it that way, because you can, you know, you can try and declare love for a friend. And, you know, as Frazzi has said, as other people have said, that can be taken one way, it can be 
I think it was, uh, was it Gemma? I think you tweeted something recently that was like, tell your friends you love them. Like, stop being a coward. Tell your friends you love them. It will be weird. Sorry. It will be weird for like the first week or so yep. if you keep telling them you love them. But after a while, it will get better and it will be fine. And like people understand that you're not, you're not, yeah, you're not coming onto someone. You're not being overly affectionate. You're not being too intimate. You're just expressing that you care for them. And that's what that word means. And we shouldn't be afraid of that. We shouldn't be scared of that. The desire for... Go ahead, Erin. No, sorry, go on. I think the <laughs> no, desire for a, for a connection with something, including ourselves, mm. is love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, uh, I wanted to add that as well, that self-love also has to fall in here because it's it's also a really like vital part. And I think all of us have had, uh, from what I know of everyone here, we've all had our own struggles with self-love. Um, and as we're finding ourselves more and becoming more confident in who we are, we're we're falling in love with ourselves more each day. I completely and, agree with that. Yeah. yeah. If I can piggyback off of a couple of things I've picked up from people, like, like when Gemma said love is the driving force of the universe, that is something that I really connect to. Um, I was raised very religious. Um, and I kind of struggle with that a little bit uh, just with, uh, because of the, the religion I was, I was raised in and, um, but there is a quote that said, you know, God is love. And then I've really attached to that. And um, that's that's kind of how I define my spirituality in a way. Like, not saying, like, <laughs> that, like, you know, there is a, a being that is God that is, you know, love. But, like, the love that we feel, that is that is what I believe in. That is the spirituality that is the thing that connects us all yeah because because even in in, the, in that faith that i grew up in they had their golden rule and and i like the the addition of that do unto others as they want as they would like you to do for them and, and, and kind of like don't think of of yourself but think of the other person think of their perspective i find it really interesting that we're like, so just to go back to something that Rick said about, like, uh, the whole, like, tell your friends that you love them. Like, I grew up in an environment where that was very normal for me to do. So, like, mm -hmm. I have always expressed my love for my friends very freely and kind of took that for granted until and only really realized that that was not so much the norm in other places when I encountered that, when I started moving around. Um, but for me, that's I've always thought of that because if I think about the sort of entire 29 year journey of my life so far, the relationships that have defined me and defined who I've become as a person and the choices I've made and that I think have contributed the most to my life, most of them have been platonic friendships or familial fr um, relationships. Very mm -hmm. few of them have been romantic. So I've always seen that as like, for me, the purest definition of love because and it's not even just relationships that are to individuals. It can be a relationship to a whole community or to a cause, um, you know, wanting to do good in the world or, or fighting for equality or, or any mm. of those kind of causes. You know, I, I don't just care about these things because I think it's the right thing. I care about these things because I have a love for humanity and I think we can do better. Definitely. Word. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from that as well, like I... In my upbringing, um, my relationship with the word love was not bad necessarily, but my family um, 
and to some extent the friends I had we didn't really use the word love a lot it wasn't really you know we never said I love you all the time but that didn't mean that our relationships and you know with my family and my friends were lacking love it just meant that we showed it in different ways like you know my parents would always say you know if you need me at three o'clock in the morning just give me a call I'll be there because you know I care for you and you know that's never going to be a problem for me you know my siblings always told me that they had my back and you know they'd always support me and everything they did but we never really used the word love and I don't really know why I don't know why that was the case I don't know if it's because we were afraid of it I don't know if it's because we were you know scared of it but I never not and and there was never a point in my life or when I think back to my childhood that I was like I can't you know I, I never lacked that feeling of what that support and love meant um and it took me a while, I think, as I grew up to kind of understand that it was okay to say love and love wasn't a word to be scared of. And it wasn't, you know, th- that 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 was something that you could quite openly display to people and talk about actively. Both of those things were fine. Um, and it even, you know, it's even kind of kind of echoed into the streams I do. I think I had a conversation um, with Gemma and a few of, uh, other people before, of, like not saying like trying to cut back on the amount I said that I love you, like, you know, to people who are watching my stream and to my community, because I was afraid of what people might think of that. I was afraid of what people, how people might take that. Um, but in, at the end of the day, you know, the love that I'm showing to those people, as I say, it's again, it's that thankfulness. It's that, you know, I, I'm, I'm so yeah thankful that, that people would come and do what they do for me that I I need to tell them I love them you know that that it's it's not a romantic love it's a it's a genuine thankful love um and yeah I think um Amanda mentioned it as well like we grow as people constantly um and every time I grow I mean I did a lot of self-discovery last year that's when I, how I learned I was agenda I learned that there was a whole entire another side of me that I had to love for myself and I had to learn to love that I'm still trying to learn to love that it's hard it's not easy a lot of the time um but it's not a case of I do hate it when people go oh you need to learn to love yourself as if like that's something that you do overnight you read a book and then you're like cool done that's great I now love myself brilliant we can move on with life it's not the case you know yeah things change you understand more about yourself the world changes you have to understand how you fit inside that world and as kind of things yeah develop it's kind of a case of okay this is I now need to kind of either not necessarily redefine what love means to me but find a way of how love now fits into my life with this new aspect of whatever it is that I've now encountered. Um, so I do, I, I do, I do agree that it's very important to love yourself, but that is never a finished journey. It's never a film. It's never, there's an ending up ahead. It's always a, you're going to have to keep learning to love yourself and love the changes and everything that happens around you. Also, I think there are a few things in what you say as well, because there is often this assumption that, you can only love other people when you love yourself. And while I do agree mm. that to some degree it's like necessary to know what you want in a way to know what you want from a person or whatever, but that's still is a really huge burden for everybody who is not already not quite loving themselves. And then hearing that they don't, they're not deserving of love because they don't love themselves yet. It's just, I think too much to, um, carry for a lot of people Mm -hmm. and i find it generally super interesting that all of you like most of you are like super vocal about um telling other people how much they love them because i'm really not (laughs) um (laughs) and i think that there are a few things that are 
related to that because number one my love language is not words of affirmation like I have zero points with words of affirmation when it comes to the test so I'm like words don't do anything for me like they don't do anything for me and I can't word well with other people like I have a hard time telling the weirdo that I love him like I use the the weaker German word for it because it just feels weird and I think words are often something that can be taken away so because my love language is acts of service that's how I show my love right and that's how my family has like my mother has shown her love like that my mother has also been super vocal about how much she loves us um but that's just to to a degree where it's super where it became super awkward in a way like so so it's like it's not that you wanted to hear that all the time and it's not like Mm. and it has been under this umbrella of when you're in like you don't know how much it pains me when you cry because I love you so much and you know there was kind of this this pressure coming with this certain with this overflowing like vocalization of of the love that she had for us which I mean carried over into everything she did as well like it was always just generally this this huge amount of love that you can't like don't know where to to get out of and if you don't consent to that in a way and can't as a kid then it's just a lot in a way um where you don't find your own boundaries of where where love can start and where 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 it has to stop for you so I think that's also the reason for me why I'm like I'm not one who is telling everybody how much she loves them I do that differently like I I I will be the one who will drive like, I don't know, three hours just to pick you up and bring you for coffee and bring you back home. That's what I would do. Um, But I'm not the one who is like, I love you so much. I mean, I try. Mm -hmm. And for me, it feels Mm -hmm. super awkward often. And I was very called out by Jameis meme then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, But yeah, it's not not at all how I, and also with my friends, I I don't, really do that even though like friends are super important like for me uh, but I'm never one who's 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 telling them how how much she loves them I might, might, might have a few issues there I'm aware of that but yeah um <laughs> that's that's fine right that's something mm. again that was just saying we work on that you build on that it's yeah. and I don't want to I've banged on a lot about love languages recently love so I don't want to kind of <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to necessarily try and take over a conversation about love languages because I could talk literally for days about it. But I, I completely agree with what you're saying. And there are so many situations in life, as you said there, where people don't quite understand what's going on because they don't understand the way that you are trying to mm-hmm. reciprocate or give love. And because of that, it's confusing. I And I was doing a bit of reading uh, late night the other night because I'm a nerd and that's what I do at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, but there's like situations of kids and their parents like you know kids taking sorry parents taking their kids to therapy because their kids don't want to hug and their kids don't want to you know hold hands or you know kiss or whatever and they're worried that that means that their kid is you know un, un, unable to love because you know the parents love languages might be you know physical touch mm-hmm. um and so so many situations that are just completely misunderstood because people don't understand how someone loves and mm-hmm. how to accept that um in fact there's a situation that happened very recently with me someone who did something for me and 
I couldn't accept the fact that they were doing it. That was their love. That was them showing their, their love for me. I couldn't accept that. So I kept on saying to them, I need to give you this. I need to give you that. I need to do this. And they were just like, just fucking accept this and move the fuck on. Um, and <laughs> Are I you was, talking you know, about Monica right now? <laughs> yeah, I am. I didn't want to name names, but I'm totally talking about money. But, you know, like... It, you know it was amazing what money did for me and I was incredibly grateful for that and I've literally just twigged in my head and I was like I need to message money after this entire thing because um, <laughs> I was constantly saying I need to pay you what do you want me to do you know I need to this is incredibly and I'm so thankful for it like I need to do something to say thank you and to show you the fact that I'm appreciative of this um, and it's genuinely quite offensive of me actually to then sit there and say actually no, I'm not going to accept your your way of showing love I'm going to do it my way that's not that's not fair of me and I'm not trying to say that I, you know, uh, you know, I'm not trying to paint myself as a bad guy or you as a victim or anything, but you know, it's, it's, it's a learning journey, right? Now I know that. I know that if you're going to show affection to me, Moni, that's how you're going to do it. And I'm going to be able to accept that in the future. And we can kind of accept each other's love way of showing love. I mean, that's, that's... I think... go ahead, Gemma. No, go ahead, Moni. No, it's I think just... we all want to jump in here about Moni's, <laughs> Moni's language here. So carry on, Monica. No, it's just something where I'm also like, after I, I messaged you what I messaged you about the fact that, that that's why I don't want you to pay me and everything. Yeah. Um, I was like, well, I'm kind of constantly forcing everybody to, to deal with the fucking shit or whatever. So it's also not like, it's not accepting other people's boundaries that they might want to just show me me that they appreciate what I did through whatever means they are able to do that in that moment mm. so I I was like yeah well that, maybe I just should just sometimes suck suck it the fuck up and not <laughs> be like this super annoying bitch about it all the time and be just like yeah whatever take all of this and stuff <laughs> um but yeah I, so so it's not that you are not reading mine it's also yeah. that that I didn't read your like, didn't speak your love language at the same time. Yeah, so exactly. What did you want to say, Gemma? Um, I just wanted to sort of bring up the idea of power because I think the the ideas of power and love are really intertwined. Um, and when we misunderstand the connection between or misuse the connection between power and love, that's when it gets dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that a lot of people see love as a form of vulnerability and and dependence that then becomes you know a bit about power and when we think about power we think of power over we rarely think of power too and it's about really transforming the idea of what it means to have power in a relationship or power um, in a community and how then you harness that love um, mm. to to use that power to do things that's the connection between the feeling and the action, right? At least for me. I feel so incredibly called out by that just because the whole love is a weakness and a vulnerability and the whole, like, I spent such a long time in my life viewing almost all of my relationships to other people in the lens of kind of power dynamics uh, and showing affection or showing that you cared was in a sense, giving up power because you give that person the power to hurt you or leave you or insert any other things here. Um, and it made it really hard for me to connect to other people. I like, that's, that's not something that I'm not going to say that it doesn't come naturally, but for not forever, it doesn't always come naturally to people. Uh, or maybe you were hurt at some very early point in your life and it's a skill that you have to relearn. Um, so I think that, but I do think that 
when it's a skill that you do have or that you're starting to pick up, it's incredibly empowering. Like that, that's, that's when, I, when I started being more vulnerable and more open about my feelings towards other people. Like I felt scared at first, but then after a while, it just felt very empowering to be able to be so open and to be able to be so honest with people and to to know exactly who I had in my life, you know, what they felt about me and, and who I could count on. You know, it was just very, it, it became a place of strength as opposed to something that I could previously considered a place of weakness. Absolutely. Thank you. All. So yeah, love. <laughs> so yeah, love. love. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, so how would you say does, that your gender identity and or orientation, how do they uh, define your daily life? pop it out whoever wants to i i'd say for me my my identity not knowing who i was for the longest time helped me well no hurt me because i did not I did, i did not love myself i did not put myself out there and like i would try to find affection and going off like what we're talking about like i would give people too much power because i didn't love myself and every ounce that somebody even gave me any love if they ever started to hurt me or used it against me I wasn't able to, to let, let myself enough to, to stop that. So once I found out who I was and became confident who I was, I now know, okay, if it's a mutual love and, and they're, and, we're not, and they're not trying to use their love against me, it's good. But like, I've, I've had a few toxic relationships that I've had to be like, sorry, you, it is not working out and, and bye. And it, so it has definitely helped me and not chasing after people for, for, for a romantic attraction, learning that because I don't feel that, 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 that attraction has helped me too, that I can be like, okay, each person I meet, I, I can be your friend if there's a, if there's a connection there, but I don't, I, I also don't have to worry about that dynamic of, am I attracted to them? Because I, I, I still remember it, it, and, and I'll use it because I used to identify as a man and the, the typical man meets a woman. There's somebody that I, I met a woman at one point, my first thought wasn't, I want to date them. My first thought was, I want to be your friend. And I, and people told me that's wrong. I was like, to learn that that was absolutely okay changed mm -hmm. everything that mm -hmm. I didn't have to immediately think, oh, I meet this person. What about marriage? I mean, it, 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 it's a dynamic that I was always, I was always learned, taught to be the, the, it's a bad analogy, but the, you, you, you're hunting and you're looking for, for a mate. Mm -hmm. So that changed how I, how I love people once I realized that. I think it's, it's, I think that, that, that whole power realization is very, like, it's so, it's so massive because like, I, I spent most of my life, uh, being a very, I don't want to say very typical, but like, I, I identified as, uh, like I'm, I'm cis and I identified as straight and I was where it was in these relationships with people, but I never felt happy in those relationships. And I, I reached a point in my life where I thought that like, oh, well, romantic relationships aren't for me because I always feel trapped in these like monogamous relationships. And then just the discovery that, oh, actually that's because I'm polyamorous and because I just, that that relationship style doesn't work for me, but mm -hmm. this one does, uh, you know, was incredibly eye-opening and made me realize that I had this huge capacity for uh, for like love and, and, and close relationships that I, I didn't think I had. Uh, but that was only because I was restricting myself to something I thought was what I should be doing. So this kind of uh, normative society that we live in, that that's how it's affected me specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I, 
kind of I can relate with that in a in a way I um like I'm also uh polyamorous and um that that has shaped I um my daily life I guess um you know I have I have a partner I'm married to um but I'm not close to the possibility of more love in my life and the realization of that and the discussion with uh, my partner about that has been very freeing. It's been um, really helpful because they're there. I mean, I love him with my whole heart. Um, want to stay with him forever. But there have been those times that I'm just like, my heart is too big. I have too much love to give. And I feel pressed down if I'm not able to share that more um, and uh, being able to be open to that, whether or not I have additional partners, but just to be more free with that um, has been um, truly a blessing um, where, you know, I'm not afraid to, to say um, I love you. And if things develop further, then that's okay because love is, everything yeah I definitely feel very similar to that I have been with my wife for 19 years um and I love her with my whole heart um and that has no impact whatsoever on the fact that I am very open to love um and I'm very open to um romantic relationships sexual relationships like I like, I don't even know what it would be like to not just flirt with everyone I meet. <laughs> and, and like, that's just me. Um, it's, it's, and, and so I can't imagine a world in which I need to tie my entire expression of love to one type of relationship because my it, it also varies, right? Like I have a wife and we have a very particular relationship and I love her in a very particular way. Not particular meaning bad, particular meaning I love her for her. Mm -hmm. And I have a girlfriend and I love her for her. And I have my sweet boy toy who I love as him. And it's very different. It's different every time I fall in love. And it's because they're different people. It's not about having a certain capacity for love and only being able to show one type of love and that's how you show someone is special. You show that someone is special by building a connection with them that is about them and not about what society tells you to do with one person. Absolutely. And um, another thing, like for me, like absolutely 100%, they're different people and you love them in different ways because you love them for that person. But also, for me, I have a lot of me, <laughs> and um... <laughs> Gemma can't relate whatsoever. <laughs> and well, this is a discussion that, like, it's it stems from something that Gemma and I have talked about. Is like different people have different buckets or capacities, and so being able to share my myself in different ways and not overburden someone with having to take care of every single aspect of my life and my needs and my well-being and my mental health and you know all of these things it's um that's also a very um 
important freeing mm. lightning part is you know um i can you know divide myself and not just you know shove every inch of me down my husband's throat <laughs> <laughs> quite literally sorry <laughs> Podcast off for two seconds, actually, because we've got a few. Yeah, it is. No, it's, I, sorry, I, I cut you off. Ahead, no, I was just gonna. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where I, my, what, like my partners frequently joke that you know, like that's why there's two of them because I am a little bit of a handful, um, and that honestly, like that is true. I'm not gonna be like, I'm not gonna lie about that. Um, uh, and and I and I completely agree. And and I, something I really really resonated with was like the love that you have for is very different. It's like we are we are all in a relationship together, but that relationship is really like seven relationships in one because it's the relationship we all have to ourselves. It's the relationship I have with them individually, and it's the relationship they have with each other, and then the relationship we all have together. And those are all different things. So that has been a eye-opening experience for me but it's also like been very important to understand that and 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 it's taught me all kinds of things about communication and about um you know being very constructive and honest things that any relationship whether platonic or romantic or monogamous or not benefits from uh so like that's that's something that i I take with me from that that I think would genuinely be useful to literally anyone ever. <laughs> yeah. But so, it's like um... friendship love as well. Like in terms of like the 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 thought that you can only have one friend or one child. You can only have one child. And if you have a second one, you clearly didn't love the first one enough. Like all <laughs> of those ideas for me, like are similar. And that's not to say that I don't appreciate monogamy. Like I think if that's what works for you, absolutely. Like that is important. But this idea that you can only feel one way about one person in one context and that's it. Even like, even if you just want to break it out to like friendship, like this is my best friend and there can be no one else <laughs> just doesn't work for me. I feel really called out there, Gemma, because I always feel so guilty being like, this is my best friend. And I'm like, but so is that person. They're also my best friend. And I'm like, no, but actually, so is this person. They're also my best friend. And like, yeah, sorry, just was like I need yeah, to say something there <laughs> like if I call oh, you my best friend it means a lot but it yeah. also doesn't mean that you're my only best friend <laughs> sorry yeah. <Mara. laughs> <It's> totally fine <laughs> I don't know if you should and that, that was the end of geek herring <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks bye <laughs> we also have very different love languages that's what I was yes. going to say earlier <laughs> that's true I, say, I also feel a felt a little a little called out um but like not in a bad way necessarily I like I have certain uh, um, mental disorders that make forming relationships very tumultuous and um, I'm working on it you know um, but it, it's it's a thing and it's it's always kind of been in the background and so I've always craved that one best friend like my whole life um, I always craved that 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 love of a best best friend someone who would call that for me as well um 
and like just getting to that point where I get almost there is that's where that tumultuous comes in because I get so attached and I get so you know, afraid of them leaving me um, and then it pushes them away. But now that I'm working on that and um, lo started, you know, loving myself and working on myself, I'm and realizing I don't need one person. I don't need that one person who would like put everything on me as well as a best friend. Mm -hmm. That's really been where that's been super beneficial for me and um, made me feel more happier in in mm -hmm. my my friendships and in that sort of love. Absolutely. I mean, and I think the question, the question is like, are you looking for love or are you looking for validation? You can be looking for both. Validation's not bad. And you can want to have both, but you need to ask the question. I need to ask the question. What am I looking for in this interaction? Is it about me or is it about them? And am, do I have expectations that aren't agreements? Because if I have expectations that aren't agreements, it is impossible for them to be met. Mm -hmm. And I do think society in general moved more into this direction and not only with with um, relationships and romantic partners, but also with friends that, that there can only be one person and that one person has to hold every role. That one person needs to be your best friend. That one person needs to be your most amazing lover. That one person needs to be the... the, the steal things in the middle of the night kind of person for you and that is not something <laughs> sorry i translated something from german into english and that's where we landed <laughs> um, um but that's that's and that's not something that one human can deliver and that's totally fine and like centuries ago we had that there were like more of these com more communities and people were more living in like bigger family situation and situations and and the more we 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 move towards being more individuals and being more us and looking more into our own we lost that kind of part that gave us other strength and now all that focus is on that one human being and it clearly doesn't work like it's not something that's when when you are in a monogamous relationship and the, uh, the person is cheating on you, then it's like always, it's never about or hardly ever about you, but something that the other person was looking for. And so it's, and I think that's too much pressure on everyone. Um, and especially one human individual to carry that entire weight of being all of those roles into one. I think, um, the more crude way of putting everything that Molly's just said there, but I love it, um, is what uh, Katya, the drag queen, says when she's talking about monogamous relationships and polyamorous relationships. And she's like, people spend their entire lives trying to find that one person that, as you say, they want to put everything on. And there are probably three people in your fucking street that will happily bang you and spend the rest of their life with you if you just put, you know, if you give, the, like, you know, if they spread that energy out. Um, but everyone feels like it's this, you know, this long-term goal and it's that one thing that you need to find that one person and you need to hook up with them and you need to, you know, spend, I don't mean hook up in a, you know, in the back of a club way, I mean, like emotional, you know, soul way that you then, yeah, you then spend eternity with that person. Um, and it's just, that's, that's not, sure, that might work for some people. Great, but that's not the only way to kind of, yeah to kind of display love 
And it also um, links sex and love in a way that isn't necessary. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely. I think um, for me, uh, <laughs> um, I wanted to let that conversation play out because I think I'm on the complete flip side of what everyone's been saying um, in the sense that my aromanticism uh, kind of defines itself in a way that is um, also quite confusing uh, for a lot of people who don't know what aromanticism means. It doesn't mean that I'm incapable of love. I'm incredibly capable of love. I love I love loving. It's amazing. Um, and my aromanticism, yeah, it kind of forms in that I hate the romantic part of what people have in relationships that having to live with someone that wanting to be constantly attached to them wanting to go on dates you know wanting marriage wanting kids all that kind of stuff I just don't I don't feel that I've never felt that I've never woken up in the morning and felt lonely because there was no one beside me I've never none of that has ever occurred in my life um and I think there was you know it's it's taken a while to get the people who are very close to me to understand that, you know, family, friends. I've had up until like my mid twenties, people kind of, you know, my parents always being, so when are you going to bring someone home? When are we going to meet someone? It's kind of like, probably never. Like, (laughs) like, you know, I don't feel that. I never had, like, I wasn't really into relationships when I was growing up. um, And people thought that was kind of weird that I didn't like that. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying to bring someone home all the time. Um, I've got, a brother and two sisters who are all in you know relationships now um and it's it's taken a long time for them to understand that that isn't something that i achieve and i aspire to and that you know my life is not going to be that you know relationship marriage kids car house death whatever you know grandkids i missed a quite important part there <laughs> um <laughs> You know, that isn't what my life is going to be like. And I'm okay with that. I'm happy with that. And I have been happy for that about that for a while. But in terms of how that has kind of like affected my, you know, life, I, in my head, I'm like, I've, I've had like three comings out in my life. I've had, you know, realizing that I am, uh, well, at the time I was a, a, you know, someone, a man attracted to boys, then realizing that I was aromantic. And then even so more recently realizing that I was agender and that, you know, gender is not something. And now I say that I'm a mask pretending person that's into guys. And the easiest way for people to understand that is just to say that I'm gay. Um, so it's, you know, third time was quite smooth because I'd done it twice already. So I kind of knew how <laughs> I was going through it. Um, but the first two were way harder, you know, for the, you know, gay trying to understand what love meant when I wasn't supposed to be feeling it for men, but I was and had been for my entire life. I had, you know, a phase where I liked both, uh, you know, men and women. Um, and it was a, it wasn't, I don't like saying bi phase. I really hate that. I'm not, I don't like that term in the slightest, but I, I generally, you know, I was attracted to both because I moved to a completely different part of the country and I was allowed to kind of be myself a little bit more. Um, and then after that kind of, you know, said, you know, actually, no, I am, I'm gay. That's the, the that's the truth. Um, and then, you know, being, taking more of an active step in, you know, my, uh, responsibility when watching stuff like on TV and watching films and reading books and listening to radio and everything on the internet and just going, I don't relate to this. I don't, care in the nicest way possible when the two people fall in love at the end of a film it doesn't matter to me i could not be less bothered by that um and i think i I messaged someone the other day about it i was like i am i think i know i think i made a tweet about it i i cry more when 
there's those moments of altruism in films when you know a friend does something for another friend and it saves their life that's the bit that's that, that's what gets me going i'm like oh my goodness i'm in flood of tears and then then it's every film i watch is then another half hour of pointless crap to me because it's then building up to the love scene that i just don't care about um mm-hmm. and so i always struggle with that when it comes to films and watching media because i'm just like oh okay yeah this is the boring part that i really don't like i don't resonate with i don't care with um so that's kind of how and as i say it doesn't mean i don't love i abs- I, I, I get all my love that i need from my family and friends um I, I absolutely love it. And I, I'm still able to get emotional at, you know, wedding scenes and stuff like that because there's more than just romance in there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is hard sometimes kind of trying to, you know, grow up in a world. I, I know you, you mentioned it earlier, Moni, like, you know, we just had Valentine's Day and there's so many expectations of what you're supposed to do on a Valentine's Day. And I'm just like, none of them apply to me. None of them apply to me. It is just another day of the year for me i could not be more bothered about it less bothered about it even um and when the world is telling you that that's wrong even though you even though in myself i know i've understood how that feels to me and i understand it and i know it it's still tough because on the you know on you know the 14th of february i kind of just have to shut up and allow everything to happen around me and just accept it when actually i'm like no i don't want valentine stuff i don't want people to feel like they have to tell me they love me on you know on one day of the year it's really weird um so yeah that's that's kind of my relationship with love in my gender and kind of sexual identity listening to you speak rick make me realize that i'm kind of 100 percent the opposite of mm. you mm. <laughs> um. yeah no, absolutely <laughs> No, I talk about this. I, I, I have this. I talked to this about people the other day, and it what it does more than anything is reaffirms their love for romantic, that romantic love, because they love that, and that's what they, you know, that's what they're after. And I, I, I never want to talk about it in a way that disrespects that, because that is how other people function, and that's what they want, and that's what they need, and that's absolutely, that's absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, a, a lot of the time, as you say, people listen to me and go, "Yeah, that's not me." <laughs> Yeah, and that's fine. And that's fine. Like this is a huge realization for me, though. Mm. Um, like listening to you speak because um, I have spent my life searching for love. Um, I was I, I I had crushes on everyone. Um, I like didn't re- didn't matter what gender they were. I had so no. many crushes. Um, I've been in love with like like properly proper like not proper but like romantic love twice in my life um and it wasn't until i found my current partner my fiance tom um that i actually really found how love works for me and it's it's the kind of love actually that you do describe rick that like it's not super romantic. It's not super cheesy. We have our schmoopy moments, but it's like, it's a friendship that has sexual elements, of course. Um, <laughs> and like, it it has tra- transformed my view of love because like, I am so love driven and I always have been because I'm always chasing to find that love. But it never worked until I found someone that actually had the romantic love that I have, which is that it's not about like, 
being really schmoopy and really cheesy, even though that is super fun sometimes, but that's not what it's about. It's not about observing Valentine's Day and being like over the top romantic with each other. It's about somebody that you can fart in front of um, because that is super, super <laughs> relevant. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's about like somebody that you choose. Like I, for me, love is an active choice. Like I love Tom with all of my heart, but sometimes I don't like him. And I know that sometimes he doesn't like me, but choosing to love each other every single day is is what keeps us together. And it's it's how I have redefined love for myself because because our love looks different than so many people think like, quote unquote, straight hetero love looks like because like I, yes, we're getting married eventually one day, maybe I propose to him. Okay, that's number one. We don't intend to have any kind of traditional things happening in our relationship, like in our wedding, in our marriage. Um, we've no, there's going to be like no patriarchal me taking his name. Um, he's not taking mine either. Don't know what we're going to do. But like our love looks so different than this heteronormative love. And yeah, it wasn't until I found this love that I, I stopped searching for the kind of love that I knew I was destined to find that I knew I had to have in my life um, because ne it never worked out before because it was just everybody wanted such a different love than what I wanted what I needed and what I have now I find that really I feel I feel kind of like I'm somewhere in between these two experiences because I spent about a decade of my life not being in romantic relationships not really wanting them either feeling very I'm not gonna say anti the whole thing but like mm -hmm. I I put everything in my life into my career that is the big was is the big love of my life uh and I made it very clear to my family and to people around me that like I don't really care if I meet somebody I don't really care if I get married I don't really care if I have kids these are not life aspirations that I have uh if it happens great if it doesn't I don't really you know I don't mind either way uh, so for me, it was, I, I kind of ended up where I am today by accident, but it's one of those things where I think that similarly, there was always like, people had a, such a hard time accepting that it was always like, oh, you'll change your mind when you meet the right person or, oh, you're going to want to have kids eventually. And I was like, no, I mean, I might, but I need it to be okay if I don't. And mm -hmm. it was very important for me that the people that I surrounded myself with accepted that and thought that it was okay even if I don't now I am on the track to like marriage kids and all of that jazz but in a wildly different way from what other people expected of me but it's still like almost like the opposite thing it's 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 a very unconventional relationship with loads of conventional elements I want to get married I want to wear a white dress I want to walk down the aisle um I want my mother to walk me down the aisle. Um, I don't have a relationship with my dad, so let's just ignore him. Um, <laughs> Mood. And, and, you know, it's all, it's, yeah, <laughs> all, all of those things, but like that, that's stuff that I, that I want now. But I think, I think it was really important for me to feel comfortable and to feel safe pursuing all these things. I almost had to make it known and I had to have the people around me understand that even if I don't have these things, I am still a valid person. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't think I really would have been this situation if I hadn't managed to accept that too. You're basically describing the opposite, like your, your description of your life is like the 
in in like the opposite of mine <laughs> because <laughs> i in in my teenage years i was always so in love like i was i saw someone and i was and I, I, i was always in love with that one person they never wanted me they friend zoned me all the time amanda hates that word but for me it was real in I the moment i know um but that's not that's what it felt like for me like i was like When I look into my old diaries, the amount of times I did, like I described my undying love for some, someone <laughs> could also potentially flip quickly. But in theory, like I was so in love with everyone and I had a plan. Like I had like, I was going to get married. I was going to have kids. I was, And I wanted to have babies when I was 16. And the older I got and the more I was like, actually everything is allowed. Like I was... I'm, I'm a countryside girl so the rules are like harder on the countryside I find and the expectations are sometimes harder than we live in a city as well so so it's just what people expect of you and because I was already like very rule abiding I had like no no like big revelations during my puberty or whatever I was just like really easy to handle for my parents um that was like all I all I wanted for a very long time And then I went to uni and I started to study also all this feminist stuff that we're talking about now. And I'm like, actually, I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. And it doesn't matter. Um, it, it, it's my choice and not everybody else's. And now, mm -hmm. uh, see, for me, love now is basically after hearing all of you talk, for me, what's, what love is for me, it's not that romantic cheesy woo woo shit anymore sorry for whoever it's fine it, like whoever enjoys <laughs> that is totally fine for me love is something that gives me security in a way that nothing else does like and as amanda said it's a choice for me as well like i'm choosing to be with a weirdo even though he pisses me the fuck off more than not very often <laughs> but i choose to be with him because i do love him and um And because he gives me a kind of security, also an emotional security where I'm like, I can go wherever the fuck I want to go. I can come back um, and he's still there and I'm still there for him. And and that's also something that's the same for my friendships. Like I have, I'm secure with my friends, even though they might not know how I am secure, how secure I am with them because I'm not always very vocal about my love for them, obviously. Um, so... Accurate. <laughs> sorry your words of affirmation it's a bad mixture here <laughs> <laughs> so it's really just for me it doesn't matter if I don't see them for a very long time or if I don't talk with them every day because for me the friendship is that's settled right like I'm we're friends that's we're secure here we're fine so for me the love that I have with people is based on a security and not necessarily a lot of other things but that security is so essential and such a foundation for me that that's what everything else is built on for for me the single most defining relationship of my life has not been romantic and it's not been familial at least not in the like traditional sense right like i grew up i didn't have a family um my best friend who i met in kindergarten when i was five years old who is still my best friend to this day, is absolutely the most transformational relationship of my life. Mm. And we go 
sometimes months without talking. And then sometimes we'll talk for 13 hours in a day. We haven't lived in the same spot since I was 16 years old. Mm. And I love her with my whole heart. And she is absolutely the single most defining relationship of my life, Mm. more so than my wife, more so than any other sort of friendship. And it's not because of like a waiting. It's because this is the one person who has seen me through everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, feel I, that. I have that with my best friend. I have that kind, not, not that situation, but I'm like the the third, the thruple in a, a relationship like that. Um, my two best friends from university met in kindergarten when one of them walked up to the other one and said, do you want to be my friend? And they became friends and I found <laughs> them in university and the three of us have been inseparable ever since. And seeing that friendship is incredible. Like, like I, I have friends from like one, one friend from uh, kindergarten and one friend from birth. Um, isn't it great when you're born with friends? Um, <laughs> you slide um, but, out of. Oh, never mind. Well, no, I was born, and then he was born, and I was born first. So therefore, I have been friends since he, the day he was born. Anyways, <laughs> not important. Um, but see, seeing that kind of friendship that has like spanned since kindergarten and being allowed to be part of it is is it transforms your life as well. Being in that relationship, seeing it thrive through all phases of life is just so incredible and like of course I feel absolutely blessed to be there as well and taking part in it and being best friends with them too I had like my best friend for 20 years we are not friends anymore now um she was also the sister I mean she still is the sister of my sister and also my brother and her sister got married and that's when we met and my brother is 13 years older than me so we met when we were seven and have been friends for like 20 plus years since uh since then and that breakup was really hard and it was also but also really hard in a way where I'm like it took me a good while to be able to see friendship as something super important to me again because of that that was a friendship that was also mm-hmm. like kind of family bound in a way that I never thought that would ever not exist anymore um and I'm not saying this for for in a way to be like get like pity about this but it, to say that there is some other side of that too where you can be like you can have these great relationships, these great long relationships, and they can still be important for you, and they can end, and they won't break you for other people. So they can still they hurt, and that's life, and that's just sometimes how it is, and and sometimes everything has a season, so th- things last for a while, and then they don't anymore, and that's okay. And you will be able to get everything you want after that specific moment as well like you can get another best friend or you can get another really important friend in your life after you lost one or you get another person in your life after you're not in a relationship with them anymore so that's just my 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 motivation of of don't give up if you've been hurt once basically yeah a lot of my my uh friends I don't have the same friends now. I mean, even like my, my groupings no longer the same as it used to be. I mean, 
because now a lot of it's like the the LGBTQIA2 plus community on Twitch, people from from the Y community who who support that that community. I, I have besties, but I, I have a lot of besties, and I and they all know that like we may not always talk, but whenever we do talk, there's so much love there, and I reserve that for for for, for people. But yeah, there are there are seasons, and don't be afraid to say, hey, this relationship is not not working, and and like. Mm-hmm. They may have they may have loved you at one point, but I think Jim brought up an amazing point that that has stuck with me is is that power when 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 it becomes where they want to seek power over you or they want something from you and that's all they want. That's when I think you should you should end it. And I've had to make some some tough choices recently where I'm like I'm I'm, I'm ending this. This is not working. Mm-hmm. Boundaries are the first way of self love, y'all. <laughs> and boundaries are extremely important. Without yes. boundaries, you the the love it doesn't like it's not healthy. Mm-hmm. It's not just about loving yourself. You will put boundaries up to make sure that other people know who you are and can love you the way you need to be loved. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We've been going on for a very long time. We still have so many questions, so we're just going <laughs> to flip through a, a few of them because I know also Rick is streaming later and I don't want to keep you from your time, uh, from your own <laughs> schedule, oh dear. It's good. So I it's would good. just like to maybe ask um, one last question and then um, we go through the rounds, um, which is kind of a combination of like what kinds of love are really important to you? And maybe do you have like one really nice story about love that you want to share with everyone before we move on? Yeah. Um, something that really resonated with me when we were talking earlier was when uh, Gemma, when you were talking about your best friend. So I have two very close friends, one whom I've known since I was about 12. We actually met online at a, on a Swedish Harry Potter fan site, you know, way back when I could still accept that J.K. Rowling was cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is a not. Uh, so way back before, you know, my dreams were shattered, uh, I met this person and she has been, like, we haven't always been super close, but uh, we both went to uni in the same country, both moved to Scotland, we became very close, we went through a lot of stuff together, and, uh, like, we, we moved to London together, we've done everything together and in terms of like transformational relationships like yeah that that is probably one of my most important friendships and then another friend of mine who also moved to london now uh i know i've known her since i was 16 and uh, i was talking to my mother once and uh she said that she just like felt so happy that i was that i had these two friends in my life who have been like they are like family like they are incredibly close to me they are close to my mother uh, we are very, 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 very close to each other in terms of like just the the, the kind of like you will go to that place at three a.m. in the morning because that is your sister. And I I've often said to both of them that like I I know that some people aren't lucky enough to have friendships like these once in their life, and I've been incredibly fortunate to have it twice and to still have these two people in my life. So like they are absolutely the most important people in my life like i love my partners but it's not the same thing <laughs> um so yeah uh i just wanted to share that because they're very important to me <laughs> yeah i think in for me it's um 
yeah, the the the. So for for people who don't know, I I lost my mum when I was quite young. My mum passed away when I was three. Um, and my dad remarried when I was five, and the um woman he remarried uh who i now refer to as mum if you ever hear me saying mum or anything like that I'm, i refer to my stepmom as mum i don't call her stepmom um she already had two kids of her own so um she'd gone through a terrible uh breakup with her husband um which was a whole entire different story about how love can be incredibly toxic um but yeah like our two kind of family units came together it was my dad me and my sister and then my stepmom who had two kids, a, a, a son and a daughter, we kind of came together. And from day one, we have been this inseparable, strong family unit. Like there is nothing that we have come up against so far, at least. And God, we've come up against a lot that has managed to break us or managed to, you know, tear us apart or make us feel that any of us would love each other and uh, love one another any less um and for me i feel incredibly privileged by that i had a mum that loved me a hell of a lot um and i know that i've been told that she did um my biological mum made some incredible sacrifices to ensure that i was still here to this day um and to have another woman step into that kind of role and just be able to be like unconditionally without any sort of ifs, ands, or buts. There has never been a day where she has loved one of my, you know, one of her kids over me and my sister is just, it anchors me, if I'm being completely honest. It keeps me grounded. It makes me understand that love is full, unconditional. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what your background was, what position you had to be in, or what position you went through that you just love if it's someone you love you'll just love them um and so i yeah i i am um, that is probably the strongest one for me um strongest kind of love relationship i have and it goes more i think it goes more beyond just parent and kid it goes yeah it goes beyond that it's really hard to explain <laughs> and i don't think i've explained it very well there but it's um well. yeah it's that's that's kind of my most important relationship when it comes to love for me. Thank you for sharing. Oh. Sorry, I feel like I've lowered the tone massively. No, I'm really no. Sorry. no, no, it's, no, no, it's, no. I feel oh it's, it's completely fine. That's like tears. Yeah. yeah, I'll be honest, it made me miss my mom so much hearing yeah. you talk about that. She is my best friend and she lives in Sweden, so I haven't really been able to see her a lot in the past year for obvious yeah. reasons. Uh, so. I, I feel that. I really do. Uh, I know I'm also very lucky that I have that strong anchor and foundation within my family where it's it's very similar. I know even when I was coming out to them and I was very terrified because of, you know, they're religious and, and things like that, um, I knew I wasn't going to lose that, which was a huge blessing and 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 I and I feel very similarly. I'm very fortunate and um, um, I want to say blessed, but um, to have that to have that anchor and that connection with my family. Hmm. But I'd say for me, because 
I've uh, I, 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 I've talked with her and she's in this chat right now. One of the people that we've, uh, I, I consider her a, a sister is, uh, is Amanda that Amanda has been with me since the, since the beginning, like, like back when I didn't invite her as a man, I, back when I didn't know what I was doing with my life, didn't know all this stuff. And, and ever since that, that first tweet where I, I started talking with, with Amanda, it has meant so much. And that, and that's why I've shared so much with Amanda over, over the years and, and I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful for that because it's been a, especially this past year has been, been very tough and like to have a family member who, when you say that you love them and they don't even respond back and yeah. So thank you, Amanda. Thank you for being there. I love you so much, Presley. Since that first day that we were talking about building hippie rafts in BC and Canada, um, you know, you've, you've helped define my life and it's been wonderful. And why wow, you made me cry. <laughs> um, I have been fortunate to have a built-in best friend. I was born with, nine days after I was born, I had a best friend because, oh, wow, look at the tears. They're flowing. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I look really hot right now, so I don't want to ruin it, okay? <laughs> Too late, Amanda. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was born with a best friend. Um, my dad and his dad. Oh, so much tears, so much emotion. Um, they were, they grew up next to each other in Northern Ireland and they moved to Canada together and had babies nine days apart. Um, and my best friend and I have been through a lot together. We grew up as kids. We kind of moved apart in high school because um, his parents got a divorce and um, there was there was a lot of problems there, but we 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 kept coming back together. We kept um, we kept finding each other um, in and out of all the relationships, all everything. We tried to be romantic together. It was weird. I was like, "You're my brother." He was like, "You're my sister." It didn't work. Um, we accepted that and. Um, his dad died when we were 21 and I lost my uncle. My dad lost his best friend and it could have been the end. I could have lost my best friend, but I didn't. I was in Greece when, when, when his dad died. Um, so I didn't get to have that like emotional goodbye, but I got to return to Canada and, and and be with him eventually and and talk about how much like we we reconnected and we've never lost that connection ever since and I'm so thankful to have his relationship in my life he has a little girl now and she is the only niece that I'm ever going to have um she's the only niece ever well I mean unless he has more children right <laughs> but <laughs> But right now she is she is the only niece I have and she's not my blood relative, but she's the only little girl that matters as much to me in the entire world. Um, because she is perfect and she's beautiful. And I am so thankful for his friendship every single day because everything I'm going through with my family right now, um, for everybody, anyone who doesn't know my dad has cancer and Graham has been my rock through it all. He has been my boots on the ground back in Canada to be there for his his uncle Alan, for his his person. Um, 
who is probably right now the only father figure he has left in his life other than his father-in-law because he's been there as well and being having that friendship and that love and I tell him all the time that I love him I didn't for a long time but I do now and he tells me back and we know that it's not romantic love because like I say we did we did attempt that once <laughs> upon a time and it did, did it was weird um but yeah it's that like that is my 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 life defining love and I'm I'm just really grateful that I've had it since nine days after I was born okay I'm gonna cry now carry on <laughs> I think that's the, the, the found family that, that like yeah. you have that, that, but it really is a family that closer than, than any brother or sister. Yeah. Um, if, we, if we want to talk about other types of love that are, are important to us, I know we've been talking about, you know, friendship, love, family, love, um, romantic love. But um, for me, um it, and it, it, some people don't understand. Some people do. But the love I have for my pets, <laughs> that is, they are my children. Uh, I'm, unless I get to a place where I feel comfortable adopting um, and I feel like I can take that on emotionally, mentally, physically, they're going to always be my children. But my my first dog <laughs> that I got all on my own uh, once I was an independent person um, kind of stumbled into my life she was this really old um, pug who had some some health issues and her owner uh, from previous had had passed away and I didn't think that she was going to um, live very long but she ended up uh, remaining in my life uh, for um, a long time <laughs> um several more years um actually um th this necklace that i'm wearing is her uh, and this bead has her ashes in it <laughs> um that's kind of how important she is to me but she she was my rock um she was you know very surprisingly for an older dog who had had a, another uh, family before she bonded with me so intensely and quickly and she was always next to me and always beside me and would look for me when I wasn't around and and it is it's a weird thing to explain to people who don't have that deep-seated connection with animals um but she was my best friend and losing her last year was one of the most difficult times of my entire life um and um yeah i don't i don't know it's that's our family that's our absolutely that's family okay. yeah I, uh, I... sorry go on no no no. i was gonna say you you said that we've all talked about friends and familial but as far as i'm concerned pets sit very strongly in that category like that's not a separate category as far as i'm concerned that's where they exist. Also, yeah. also, it's so easy to bond with animals because there is zero judgment in from them. So mm -hmm. it's just mm -hmm. you have an animal for one day and it's like they've always been here. They show you love so unconditionally like no human sometimes can. And it's just like that, that when they get taken away from you or, or they, they have to move on, then it's just so much harder sometimes. Gemma, do you want to share? um yeah of course Gemini. before yes <laughs> um, for 
for me, the love of community, the love that I have for the collection of people that are wandering around on the space rock, <laughs> the love that I have for the desire to build a better world for every single person who comes after me the desire for every single person to feel love to know love to feel safe enough to show that love that's what drives me that a whole world is out there and through love mm -hmm. it can be made just and there's nothing I love more than every single person on this planet. I love that. I love all of you. Just really want to put that out there. <laughs> well, it's it's one of those things where, um, like, I this is a slightly tangent, but I I'll, I'll circle back to it. Is that like I am this color, and I grew up in Sweden. I grew up in a country where most people don't look like me. And uh, I just never really felt like I, I, I spent so much of my life wanting to be like everyone else. And I, that is a lesson I am still unlearning, but it is the power of community. It's been the power of meeting people who are different from me, meeting people who are like me, meeting people who have had similar or equivalent or wildly different, but still relatable experience from, experiences from mine that has made me realize that I'm not alone on this planet, you know, like it's, it, it's, it's a feeling I carried with me for such a long time, even though like I, I have a close family, I have close friends, but it was just like this, this sense of like, I love all these people, but there are just experiences that I've had that they can't relate to. And then uh, meeting other people who had had similar experiences or just understanding that this like sense of offness was not me being we weird it. it was just that i'm not like these other people. like that that whole thing was really really eye-opening and 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 i feel like that's there's just something to community where you can talk to people that you have just met i didn't know anybody on this call before today um and i think that that is you can still feel very close to people or share something with somebody based on that boys how we do it you ready higher further faster yeah. baby yeah i mean i can only echo what like has been said for me personally it has been the friends i've made through communities and i had like a few of those in my life, one we cannot talk anymore, anymore now because we don't do it. Um, the other one was through business why? because I wanted to not do life like I do anymore. Um, started my own business, met Amanda and Tom and a lot of other people that I like love dearly. And then this year with a stupid great fucking asshole pandemic who we do kind of have to be kind of thankful for because that brought us to this twitch thing and the yeah. twitch community and the people we met here and all of you like besides amanda obviously and for us because for us knew amanda but that's also another community on how they found each other so for me it is the thing that most changed me my life and what brought me 
most security because my family situation is not as stable after my mother died so she was the glue of everything so so that now it's all just like floating around in the air but communities were always a place where where it was safe to be who I am safe to be however I am and safe to meet people from all walks of life with with their beautiful stories with with sharing something with them that is so unique to us in that moment but yet mm -hmm. still so diverse at the same time i think that's mm -hmm. what the the love that i have for communities and the people i meet through them is the thing that's most defining for me i think i would i would say over this past year my life has changed so much within this one year than i think it ever has um there's been a lot of world changes and that is a, a part of it. But the fact that it led me to Twitch, that this, the community that I found here has been eternally life-changing. I am a different person. I am happier. I am more myself. Um, I have people that I can fall back on and land on. And um, it has quite literally saved my life. <laughs> And um, just having that collective group of people, very very much the individuals I've met 100%, um, and a lot of you are in here um, right now, but that, that collective as well, that, that sense that I have somewhere that I uh, belong and accepted me before I um, was... Mm, even beginning to be myself where I live. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone. I think that's a great point to end this <laughs> because we're all falling we're all now. <laughs> and also, I'm sorry, Rick, that we kept you longer. Fine, seriously, don't worry about it. But if you want, you can hop off and we can raid you. <laughs> I'm thinking that actually, do it, do it, because do that it. would be like yeah, do it. Kind okay, of bye. <laughs> Thank you so. Thanks so much for Get being here. here. No, yeah, I'll, I'll fuck but off and I just want... cry on my no. own for a second. We can cry all together. <laughs> We're all crying here. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Well, I, I'll, I'll hop off. But genuinely, thank you, genuinely for having me. Thank you for everyone being so open and honest, um, and raw and real because that genuinely at the end of the day is what love is it's just being honest with how you feel um to everyone anyone anywhere and i feel like we genuinely did um i don't want to say achieve this today because that feels like we were aiming <laughs> for something but it feels like we hit that level which is mm. more important than anything um so thank you very much for having me and i will hopefully speak to you all very soon yes Bye. thanks so Bye. much for Bye. being Bye. here and thanks everyone um, this was beautiful like i didn't know what to expect from this conversation um but it was everything and more and i know rick's not here anymore but everybody that's here thank you for having this conversation thank you for being so open and vulnerable thank you for holding me while i cried um and i'm grateful that i can be here while you cried <laughs> um like this was just I don't know. I didn't expect this. And it was beautiful and perfect and exactly what love is.
you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. 